Welcome, everyone. I'm so excited to tell you about this podcast. It's called The DK Project, but it's really The Darren Show. The DK Project is a radio show, but without the radio. So sit back, buckle up, and enjoy the ride. Let's go! All right, podcast fans, super episode today with the magician, actor, voice actor, Adam Wiley. Probably know him from Picket Fences, Kindergarten Cop. He's been all over the place. He plays Peter Pan. He was in the Gilmore Girls. He's everywhere. Well-known dude, ton of followers on TikTok. Great interview. And I think there's a magic trick in there somewhere. You'll have to stay tuned. But I also want to apologize. There's some spots in the audio that my voice just cuts out. I don't know what's going on. Same equipment, same location. Just another day at the office, but I uh, I think you'll get the gist of it. It's a great interview. Sit back and enjoy. Mr. Adam Wiley. That's right. Welcome, everybody, to the DK Project. We have got a special guest with us this week. Zooming in. I'm guessing you're in California, right? You're out there I am. rolling with the yeah. big dogs. We've got Adam Wiley know. with us. Superstars are out in Holly weird. <laughs> I'm telling you, from, true. from kid superstar to uh, adult superstar, you've done it all, man. I love it. I was going through your stuff, and I'm telling you, we got a lot to talk about. There's, there's a lot. Oh, thank you. Before we got on, I, I'm, I'm recording this. We're gonna put it up on the YouTube channel because sweet, you're very recognizable, dude. Like I, I know, I, I am. I know, I know I mean, you from somewhere, and, I, and yeah. I haven't been to Hollywood lately, so we haven't crossed on the street. That's true. That's true. I mean, I'm I'm very fortunate to have one of those faces. Yeah. What's well, going Everyone is like, hey, where do I, I know I know you from somewhere? <laughs> sometimes people are like, you're an actor, right? And sometimes they're like, did you grow up in Idaho? Oh, wow. Did you go to a school in Idaho? I, oh, I know what it is. You look like my best friend's cousin. You could oh, do a I potato commercial. My you... best friend's cousin. Yeah. We were really, really good pals. And, uh, and then like three hours later, wait a minute. You're that guy from Gilmore Girls or what have you, insert project. But yeah, it's um, it's wild, man. I, I have one of those faces and I wouldn't have it any other way. It's super fun. Well, and I tell you, I I could see you doing an Idaho potato commercial. You've got that whole, <laughs> that look. Like I, I think I have. Like I'm not going to lie. It wouldn't shock me if someone was like, you've already done three of those. And I'm like, yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah, that's great. I <laughs> so don't we're remember. Gonna get blasted so. in the comments. I'm looking at your potato <laughs> commercial right now. That's awesome. Yeah, right? You got started a long time ago on Kindergarten Cop. And uh, yeah, is so yeah. how old were you when that came out? Not that you want to date yourself, but Picket Fences. Uh, Kindergarten Cop was before Picket Fences. And even before Kindergarten Cop, I had done so many commercials um, that it was a little insane. So I started acting in 1988. Ooh. Right. I joined SAG in 1989. Wow. When I was the ripe old age of five. And, um, and yeah, I did kindergarten cop when I was in kindergarten, when I was six. Picket fences started when I was seven and a half. By then I was an old vet. And, um, yeah, it just kind of grew and grew and grew. And, uh, you know, I grew up loving performing. Performing has always been what I, really feel like I'm called to do. And if I wasn't performing, I don't know what else I'd do. To be honest, I'd be probably some kind of pro athlete. Um, I'm sure. 
And that would, to me, still involve performing. So I think I was destined to be a performer no matter what, so, at least in entertainment. But you, you started at five. It really wasn't your decision, right? Your parents were like, we're going to try this out. And then obviously you fell in love with it. And, and here we are yeah. today. Yeah. So when, how it all started, one of my brothers, I come from um, a pretty big family, not huge, but I'm the youngest of five kids. And um, one of my brothers was in the business. Uh, he was a, uh, like a gymnast, actor, singer, dancer, kind of, kind of guy. And then later became just a dancer kind of guy. And um, because that's where his gifts really, really lay was dancing and also the medical field, but we can get into that later. But uh, he was, uh, he had an agent and, um, my mom brought me in one day and, uh, wanted to keep me the normal one. Cause all of my brothers and my <laughs> sister, they, they did something cool. And I was the only one where she was like, no, 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 no. I can't fit it into the schedule. And of course you know, my brother's agents were like, does he act? I mean, I mean, no, he's five Yeah, right. or four at this time. I mean, he acts like a child, but he's four. <laughs> so that's yeah. probably normal. So they said, you know, redheaded kids are, are a thing. We should, we should, let's just see if, let's just see what happens. We've sent out a couple commercials. I ended up getting the job from my first print ad wow. for Fisher Price. Unheard of. Yeah. And uh, I booked a few more commercials. And uh, my mom said, maybe there's something to this. And as I grew and as I kept doing it, I really enjoyed it. And um, obviously stuck with it. I know a lot of kids who didn't when they were um, acting as kids and you know, they're like, when I turn 18, man, I'm out. And I was like, yeah. Okay. Oh, really? That's fine. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, uh, you know, it's funny. And I had a little dude in here this week who had a big audition uh, and he wanted to use the studio, but same kind of thing where, you know, his dad's an actor and uh, yeah, you know, it's just kind of funneling deals over to him. And, and, you know, he's, he's a cool kid. He, we had a lot of fun, but it's, it's funny how, think of that because i got in it late you know in and i'm not really even in it <laughs> uh but uh to start that young and take it the whole way because i mean you're talking you had to go through school you had to, did you go to college i mean you had no to- no the in fact my later years of high school when i was 17 my uh junior and senior year i completed in six months in order to move to new york to have my broadway debut <laughs> So that's what I did. I, I completed my uh, two years of high school in six months, even though I already had an high school diploma. That doesn't really matter. Um, really? I have I have two high school diplomas, technically. It's very crazy because I took my GED, passed. That became discredited. I had to go back to school. After I had graduated the second time, my first high school diploma became credited again. So I technically have two. Wow. And then I moved to New York. Did that's got to open some uh, doors. Broadway debut and Into the Woods. Uh, Gilmore Girls ended up writing my life story into the show. And I was also guest starring on Ed at the same time, reoccurring on that show. So I was doing Into the Woods, reoccurring on Ed, and then flew back to L.A. to do Gilmore Girls. It's pretty crazy. Man. Crazy life, man. That, well, you got two diplomas. Things are going to, doors are going to open for what you. What in the heck? It's crazy. <laughs> and I'm not even a smart person. <laughs> They, uh, that's probably, that's probably why everything took off so well for you. That's awesome. So, so now you're doing, uh, acting and you're doing, are you doing mainly TV or are you doing? I'm doing it all, man. I mean, I, I, I I do some movies. I do commercials. I do guest star spots. I do voiceover work. Um, I'm, I'm also getting kind of uh, bigger on the TikTok 
So I'm, I'm also a professional magician. So I use that in my sketches. Um, well, it started out as kind of just a hobby while on set and, and doing theater. And then it became a second profession, which was totally unexpected, but for sure welcomed. And now I use both my acting and magic on social media. And that does <laughs> super well, which is awesome. I, I, I just marry the two together. Media. And it's great. It's so much fun. Okay, so we can't skip over the voice acting. I got to hear how this yeah. is because obviously that side hustle is voice acting. Yeah, and yeah, uh, and I love every minute of it. But I, I, so so it, was it just? It's just kind of a natural transition, isn't it? Like, it, it, you know, you always see like big actors doing, you know, Honda commercials or whatever. Is that opportunity? Um, just as, as any other job would that, you know, like you're booking a TV show and then all of a sudden like, Hey, we got this commercial. You want to give it a run or, or is it something where you're actively auditioning constantly? Cause like, like I don't have an acting background, so I'm auditioning constantly. Oh, same. It, so, so you do, there's no, uh, the two to I've got five auditions not- I need to do today. Damn. Not going to lie. Like Damn. I'm, I'm dead serious. My email, there's five of them that I have not submitted that I need to submit by Monday. Wow. <laughs> it's just, all it's right. Nuts. Um, the rest of us. I love it. That's oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm not nearly in, in a, in a level of any part of my work besides maybe local theater to be offered anything. Um, it, it is, unless you're on a huge TV show, those opportunities aren't presenting themselves often. Okay. Uh, they were when I was on picket fences. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Cause I was a series regular on one of the best daytime or one of the best, not daytime, but one of the best uh, TV shows on. Right. So that was a whole different story. Um, but voiceover work started for me in a very interesting way. I, my first voiceover thing was the Swan princess and they needed a, a little boy who could sing and nail the acting parts, and they couldn't find one that sounded six. Oh. So in walks me, a six-year-old, seven-year-old at the time, going, yeah, I can, I can sing and try to do this. And they ended up loving it, and there you go. That was kind of the uh, start of my voiceover career, was kind of as a singer. And... Um, it's it. I've just been doing it ever since wow. and have gotten to to do very iconic uh, parts such as Dennis and Dennis the Menace. Um, I was uh, Brainiac 5 in, in Legion of Superheroes. I was Curly and Hey Arnold. That was really fun <laughs> growing up and, and pretty iconic. But the most iconic is, of course, uh, Peter Pan and Jake in the Neverland Pirates. So yeah. um, got to do that for be the voice of Peter Pan for like five years. And that was wow, incredible. That is a good gig right there. Wow. Yeah. Good for you, man. Cool. That's cool. So, so I do kind of get into the Nickelodeon thing and then all of a sudden, you know, oh, we have Peter Pan. Oh, we, you know, cause I mean, I got, you know, in that, I don't want to say group, but once they know, so cool. you know what you're doing, you're, uh, you're going to get the call. I love that. That's cool. I mean, yeah, but you can also, the problem is a lot of the people I've worked with have since retired. So it's almost like I have to re, uh, prove myself in a sense. So no matter what voiceover is the tightest group I've ever seen in my life, it's easier to be in a Broadway show by a mile than to work constantly in voiceover. It is really the same 30 people on every project because they can disguise their voices so well. And they're so good that they can do whatever. Yeah. Um, It's hard to insert yourself even as somebody who constantly works in voiceover. I mean, my, my, 
my day job is magic and voiceover. That's like my side hustle as well. <laughs> so it's it's crazy that um, it's such a small world, but it really is. A lot of people ask me, oh, I could do this from home. How do you get into voiceover? Yeah. And I go, well, first, it's called voice acting. So do you know how to act? No, that's your step one. <laughs> well, I thought it was just doing voice. Well, it's voice acting. So we need to work on both. Right. We have to be talented at both. You got to be a talented actor and talented at doing voices. So let's Every try two that. weeks, I think I probably hear that um, from people. Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. How do I get into it? <laughs> it is. It is. It it's is just like very, the podcasters who record on their phone. Oh, yeah. We, just, yeah. You know, we record on the phone and you know, whatever. It's, yeah. go back to I tell people job. you have a better shot at being in a Broadway show than working consistently in voiceover. But here you go. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> exactly. Well, and I, I, you know, everybody's everybody's got their their grind and it, uh, you know, hopefully I want to be on Nickelodeon someday. I'm going to follow in your foot. That's what I'm after. Now. We've got a podcast. We'll get to that. I gotta hear. I gotta hear about this magic, man. There's nothing I love more than magic. So it's you, so fun. So you just started while you're screwing around backstage with magic. Kind of. I was doing a show called Oliver. Uh, you know the the boy who wanted more. And uh, I was very young. I was five at the time. And there happened to be a professional magician who had three of his children in the show, showed all the kids a magic trick. I pestered him for the, uh, to, to do it again and again and again. He finally said, Adam, it's not a puzzle. It's magic. It's designed for you to not figure out. He pulled me aside, showed me the trick, gave me the trick, and I went to a magic shop the next day, literally. I wanted to go that night, but it was closed. And so I went the next day bought a bunch of starter beginner tricks and it launched from there. There was a period of time where I like didn't do it a lot. And then in my late teens, I picked it back up again and really decided to see how deep the rabbit hole goes. And it has been a constant, amazing journey ever since. Now, are you finding that your audience is on social media, like on TikTok or, or, you know, uh, No, it was a huge learning curve to to get TikTok and and Instagram to to like my stuff. Originally, in person was where I slayed, um, and that is all thanks to my acting career. It, it taught me how to control an audience, how to just be so quick on my feet. I think my improv is like my strength in my magic and being able to really tell the story uh, <laughs> of the trick and all of that stuff. And um, I became a, uh, a world champion of strolling magic in 2019 and have my, uh, have my name etched on a trophy at the world famous magic castle in Hollywood. I've won five awards from six awards from there now. And um, five of them were strolling <laughs> magic. And one of them what is was, uh, the Carl Ballantyne mean? award for performance. This is all magic. Yeah. And, um, and I'm performing still this month at the magic castle, uh, August 26th through 29th. So if you're in the LA area and you know someone how to get in, come see me. Um, and so it, it started out as live performing and it started out with people that I was working with on television shows saying, Hey, can you do my party? You know, I remember doing CSI Miami and one of the cast members saying, Hey, I'm having a Super Bowl party. Do you mind doing the halftime show? I'm like, yeah, of course, no worries. Wow. And um, it was word of mouth and it just grew and grew and grew until it became like an actual thing. And they were like, do you do this professionally? I was like, no. And I, I literally said no for years. Um, and this was, I've been doing it now for 16 years and about half of those years I've been going, 
no, I'm not a professional. I'm a professional actor. I'm an amateur magician, you know, blah, blah, blah. And people are like, you're not an amateur. You got to give yourself a little more credit. And um, here we are. Really? So yeah. So it was a, it was a really crazy learning curve for social media because it is not the same as in person. You have to do more visual sometimes very gimmicky stuff for people to actually watch the whole video. Uh, so that's a whole nother world, isn't it? Like, yeah, I mean, it's I a mean, completely different world. I, I guess I just thought it would be the, 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 the trick, but uh, you know, in front of a camera, but no, you're right. You have to like, Wow, that's a lot. So, no one so, can pick a card for you. You know, they can't name a card. You can't do things live. You have to figure out how to manipulate the trick to fit with something visual that people will watch. So I came up with the character Gladys, who is my constant person I do magic to, who kind of represents all of the weird, silly, fun things people say while I'm doing live performing. And um, she's my constant spectator. And I create little vignettes of sketch comedy through Gladys and my magic. <laughs> and this is, uh, this is all on TikTok or is this a YouTube thing? This is all on TikTok so far. Yeah. Oh, TikTok and Instagram. Uh, but, but TikTok I think is, is the biggest platform for and me at have, the moment. You have a, what? 660,000 followers on there. It's at seven fifty now. It moved a hundred thousand in the last two days. <laughs> well, they heard you were going to be on my show. So they're following you rapido. I love that. Crazy my man. People. Crazy. That's the end goal then you're gonna try and uh, get a, a in-house in vegas or what oh god no uh that would be my worst nightmare um i don't want to ever be doing magic full-time i'm a much better actor and it's it's so i owe everything in magic i have to the acting world my end goal believe it or not is i wrote a pilot based around a magician oh. and i want to get that sold and get that on some kind of network. Yeah. So if any of you out there are producers and you're looking for content that is scripted, that's amazing magic and hysterically funny, uh, hit me up. Man, as long as you got room for an overweight uh, radio DJ in there somewhere. Always. Always. <laughs> that's my sweet spot. I, uh, <laughs> I think, uh... All right, podcast fans, stay right there. After this short commercial break, Adam does a magic trick. Hey everybody, guess who's hiring? The Hair Studio in Chaska. If you know a professional stylist who's ready to make a move and lives in that Chaska Southwest Metro area, be sure to give the Hair Studio in Chaska a call, 952-368-0900. They do it all from cut, color, perm, primp, whatever your needs are. Now that the pandemic's over, they're busy. They need to add some more stylists. So give them a call or stop in at the Mill Building, 500 North Pine Street in Chaska, Minnesota. 952-368-0900. The career of your dreams could be waiting just down the road. Be sure to check it out. Great location, great people, great clientele. Tell them you heard about it on the project. When was the last time you heard from your insurance agent? If you're ready for a new one, give Wiser Insurance Agency a call at 952-472-3660. They've got unlimited options, and they got the big boys, too, like auto owner's insurance. Be sure to give them a call, 952-472-3660. Welcome back <laughs> to the DK Project. I, so, so, so how long is a traditional, like when you do a show, like in a, mm -hmm. whatever, what is that? 40 mm -hmm. minutes. I mean, what do you do? Like how long is a magic show? Usually at the magic castle, uh, in, in 
the showrooms, it's 17 minutes. It has to be between 15 and 20. Uh, for magic competitions, they have to be no longer than eight minutes. And if you go over by a second, you're out. You will be disqualified. So wait a lot minute, of wait, people wait, wait, wait. hire you for a private event and they say, can you do 45 minutes? And you're like, mm-hmm. 17, I 17. can, but I got to tell you that is a much longer show than you really think it is. That is a production that's sitting down to a play. Like you should probably have an intermission. That is a, that is a full fledged. I can give production. you a strong 32. That's it. No more. I mean, the most common ask is 30 and 30 minutes of magic is super easy to hit. I'm, yeah. I, I, I get asked for it all the time. I ask how many people, and it depends on what show I do with how many people are there. I have three different versions of my 30 minute show. There's a, a kind of a more stage version. There's a parlor version and a close up <laughs> version. I love and it's it. totally fine. But like 15 minutes of magic will completely destroy your life. And that is the, well, that is like the golden, like, wow, I've seen more than to, I need to. Okay. Okay. I, that makes sense. But I, I, I wonder though, like Magic Castle, <laughs> forgive me for yeah. being unfamiliar in the magic world. Most, most people are. Is that the equivalent to like the comedy store where there's all these rooms where people are doing magic? Absolutely. So it is a mansion that is uh, five floors big and uh, four of them are active that you can kind of visit. There are three main showrooms. There's a close-up gallery, which is 30 people, no more. And it's raked seating, and it's very intimate where you're doing basically cards, coins, and mentalism, rubber band tricks, whatever you want. <laughs> the next room is the parlor of prestidigitation, which is about 50 people. The biggest showroom is called the palace, and that's where the illusions uh, come into play. Um, and all that stuff. And that is a 45 minute show. However, split up between three magicians or one magician who has basically a Vegas act that they, that they do. And then downstairs for overflow nights, there is a, a wonderful magician at the, at the library, uh, bar. And then there's a theater called the Albert Peller and the Albert Peller is two magicians or one magician also doing a 45 minute uh basically like stage show with full lighting and sound wow. and all of so do you have that to get, stuff do you have to get packed into the, to to work at the the magic castle like there's an audition process with a group of magicians that have seen everything there is to see and they will stare at you with a cold stare <laughs> and let you know if you have passed or not and then there's a separate audition to actually perform there so there are different levels. Wow. Uh, you can. You also don't have to be a magician to be a member. You can be an associate. That's a fan of magic. What you have to do is write a two-page essay on what magic means to you and why it's important. Commitment. Where's your level of commitment to the magic world? I love it. Exactly. Man, man, how long have you been going to the Magic Castle? And how long have you been? Uh, when did you eleven get years? I've been performing there for eleven years so since two thousand nine. So twelve years. So, oh my god. So do you get paid? Yep. You get paid uh, by the week. So you're there Monday through Sunday and they switch out magicians every single week at the magic castle. So, oh, so um, you do a week and then you'll be yeah, off for a couple it's a new set of magicians every week. How, uh, how, uh, what, what's your sweet spot? What, what do you, what do you, what cards you know is my, about? is my definite sweet spot. I, I, I think a lot of people would argue that coins and rubber bands uh, are, but uh, cards are definitely my first love. And, um, 
what, what I, I, I mean, I could buy a, a deck of cards from Rite Aid, open them and do a three hour show. No problem. Never. Repeat wow. Really? Yeah. How come, oh, you, yeah. don't want, how come you don't want to go big time like Vegas? Come on now. Those <laughs> no, guys make killing no, no loads interest. of money. And, and I'm going to tell you why. It, 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 doing just magic, I don't think like a magician. I think like an actor. Oh. And when I put together my show, it really kind of shows. Um, with guys who really think like a, like a magician, like I'm going to use um, like Johnny Ace Palmer or uh, uh, even Shin Lim or uh, my friend Jeff Kaler. Um, the, all of these guys, Shudagawa, they, they, they put together their show like magicians. They really do. And they think like magicians and they invent new things. And I think what will entertain the audience, I am doing it as a storyline from beginning, middle and end. And they're thinking about it are, what are my best tricks? Oh, oh, and I, I don't think like that. I think of how to segue and connect. I can connect on the fly. Like you give me three different tricks. I'll find a storyline that makes all of them make sense. Oh, there you go. Okay. I've heard of that Shin Lim. I want I, He's great, man. I, is he's he, so is he good. at the castle? So good. Yeah. He's been at the castle before. Um, I mean, he's he been a member forever, but he's, uh, he's incredible. He's got hands like a demon. That's awesome. So yeah. do you guys like, uh, do you guys have like a, uh, like a group chat with all the magicians in it where you kick around new trick ideas? <laughs> <laughs> kind of, I mean, sometimes we jam in session with like other magicians, but it's not like a set thing. It's more like a, Hey, I'm going to get together with like Eric Jones and, um, and like other people you want to come hang out. Well, yeah, sure. Let's, let's go, let's go jam. So when you're at this jam, and some other guy, Jones, we'll call him Jonesy. He's doing right. yeah, he's Jonesy. doing a trick. Do you automatically know how it works? Or Sometimes. Do, or do they probably trick about eighty percent of the time you're like, oh, that's super cool, man. That's super that's super inventive. And then about like twenty percent of the time you'll go, really, um, what the? Really? Uh, you need to show them what was that? What was that? So will they? So there's things that you guys don't even know. Oh God. Yeah. Like I'll watch Penn and Teller fool us. And I don't know all of them. There's some things that like, I know right off the bat that they're like, you fooled us. And I'm like, dude, it, that's, that's close to Camelot. Like I know exactly what he's doing. Wow. <laughs> uh, Cause I do that in my show. I so literally it, do the same, do something so similar in my show and not just fooled Penn and Teller. And then there's some things that they're like, yeah, it's this. And I went, huh? Well, no idea what you just said. That's where, you know, I, again, equated to, equated to comedy as stealing of magic tricks. Like you know. stealing of magic is probably the easiest thing to do. There is no, <laughs> no <trick>. real way <laughs> besides printing it in a DVD um, to credit a magician. Right. right. Lots of things are stolen. I've seen straight up acts with the exact uh, pattern, with the exact magic, the exact handling completely stolen it is exactly like comedy there's no real patent on jokes right. there's no real patent on tricks you just kind of honor it and know hmm. so tell me about the uh cw's masters of illusion sure so that's a tv show where um the top 30 magicians in the world uh get together and make a tv show so i did that for five years and toured all over the u.s as one of the doing comic cons as, as one of the top magician. 30 yeah and uh traveled with four of my buddies and it was great we 
kind of had a blast and it was it was awesome, man. You're playing it's, this it's off as a side hustle and you're in the top 30 in the world. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you know, I try. Jeez. I, I, I do a lot. Of, I do a lot of things, man. I wear a lot of hats. What can I say? That's impressive. I, I think uh, I think that would get. I don't know. I'm pushing for Vegas. I'm not even going to take my 10 percent. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to let you do it on your own. I think it's a great idea. So do you know, like Penn and Teller, do you know these guys? Like, I don't know. I don't officially know Penn and Teller. Um, we have so many virtual friends or mutual friends. It's, it's nuts. And friends who are like really close with them. So like, I know other people like Ricky J I knew and, um, you know, we, we would go to the same parties invited by other professional magicians all the time. Um, David Copperfield, I know. Um, uh, let's see. Lance Burton, Mac King. Man, David Copperfield's got to be getting up guys. There. Um, Chris Angel. Uh, I don't know him super personally, but we've met before. Um, so he, it's like, you know. Is he kind of a weird he, dude in person? Not really. To be honest, normal? David Blaine is strange in person. Um, <laughs> Chris, not so much. Not a not a weird guy huh. in person. That's good um, to know. My buddy Ben Seidman is it works closely uh, with him. Um, uh, Michael Carbonaro is a good friend. Oh. I love that dude. Um, and wow. he's his Magic Castle show. I gotta say is one of the cleanest, coolest magic shows I've ever seen. Justin Wilman, also super great guy. Uh, super great in person. Great shows at the Magic Castle. Justin Wilman from Magic for Humans. So you know, a lot of wow. these guys I see all the time. That's awesome. That Carbonaro guy. I. I watched that show and it just he's so good. Just frustrates me because he, that, what, he's so what, good. And bring in the element of well, it's TV, so they can do some tricks with TV, you know. But he's yeah, gotta be good. I, some of that is, I gotta say, not for the magic. They are purely for time and um, uh, visual eye candy. Because if you actually saw the whole trick as is, and I do that a lot for TikTok, I've kind of learned that where my cutaways aren't necessary, but they are only necessary for to keep your video to keep your interest in the video. So a lot of those cuts, they're not super necessary, but they are cutting out important things that do make it seem more impossible, but you kind of need that cutaway. Otherwise it's, it's one shot and you're like, yeah, well, I'm going to check out the tick side. I I don't, I've never been on TikTok. I'm kind of a TikTok. TikTok is amazing. It is so, it gets such a bad rap for being such a young people app. I know. And I got to tell you, the the algorithm will tailor whatever your interests are. And if you're not a person who is like uh, enjoying the young people TikTok, it won't come up on your feed. Really? Yeah. Like you can just get. So whatever videos you like, those hashtags will read and they'll come up. Really? So, yeah. Yeah. It gives you things you think you like. They think you like. Huh. I love that idea. It's unlike these other ones where they throw stuff in front of you that you don't need. Just randomly. Hey, yeah. um, tell me about your podcast. Is it called Backstage Pass? Yeah. So my podcast is Backstage Pass with Justin and Adam. And uh, we, we interview really cool people that are professionals from all walks of life. And it's like you're a, you're a fly on the wall sitting in, in the living room having a conversation nice. with uh, three people. It's great. It's a lot of fun. Cool. How long have you been doing that? We just started. So only about a, a couple months. Yeah. Nice. It's been really fun though. 
Yeah, yeah, it's it's an interesting world, that's for sure. I uh is what is is Justin uh Claypool. You don't. He is an army guy uh that's had a lot of different jobs. He's been a chef, he's a professional photographer, he was a um a mechanic in the army who um served in in Iraq and uh he's just a a, a dude who kind of took to to podcasting like uh immediately which is pretty crazy he was just naturally good at it and naturally personable and um works with a lot of uh musicians from his photography nice. uh, he shot a lot of concerts so he knows a lot of people and between the two of us we know a lot of awesome talented amazing people and we just have them on kind of one by one and just just talk it's great and that's cool i i, I uh I, I like that idea of uh having having the <laughs> diversity my my co-host mr She's moving this week, so it's a whole thing. Gotcha. <laughs> but it uh, it all comes around. Well, that's awesome, man. So where can people find you, like TikTok or social media? What What's your handle? Is that what they call well, I it? I try to keep them all uniform. So TikTok, Instagram, and Twitch is all at this is Adam Wiley. Oh, that's easy enough. Yeah, that's you know, findable. Keep it all the same. There, that what? way it's not like, well, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, <laughs> yeah. I'm this, I'm it's too much. I just, you keep it all the same. What are you, um, what are you working on now? Like you got any big, uh, shows and movies in the hopper? Yeah. Well, I'm going to be on season six of Lucifer Oh man, and that's a big season one. six will drop on Netflix starting September 10th. Very excited about that. I have, uh, I'm on the animated, uh, uh, series, the Animaniacs. So I do a couple voices on there and, um, I'm on the, I'm in the Netflix movie, uh, um, Mitchell's versus machines right now. And also, uh, dark power on Hulu. Super cool. Man. Um, and I've done some voices for a couple other, other shows that are that are on tv right now too which is which is really fun you are killing but uh lucifer is is like a legit acting that's a big deal so wow that's a yeah season six following there you're gonna you're gonna strike it rich on that one i like i mean it's one of the first times i'm playing a magician so that's pretty crazy and cool so how is that like do they tell you weird (laughs) yeah well (laughs) totally weird but perfect role for you I mean, do they dictate yeah. which which tricks you can do or is it like kind of? Yeah, they're, they're saying, hey, you know, again, it's for camera. So you're doing things that are much different than you would do in the human. So they're like, hey, can you just make something float in the background? Sure. Wow. So Great. Is that- and then can you when you cross camera for this scene before, like we see you, you know, sit down at the table. Can you like do some type of card juggling flourish thingy? <laughs> sure. All right. Great. So like there's a bunch of times where I'm just like walking across screen doing this and then saying a line or like what have you. It's just, oh my you know, gosh, I got to see it. Do I got to start it season one? Uh, I don't I don't know. I mean, the show's really good. So, uh, well, okay. and I'm I'm, I'm, I'm working on one right now and then maybe I'll move to that one because it'll time it just right. Go. Do you um, ape then when you do your show? Oh, God, no. That's that's a 1920s <laughs> villain. Um, so originally the top hat and cape and white gloves originated literally as 1920s silent movie villain. How it became magician, no idea. Uh, tails and a, and a top hat were common in the like 1930s and 40s for magicians. Uh, but no, man, I just wear a suit. That's it. I love just it. a normal, everyday suit. That is that is all that is required for modern day magicians and even sometimes just street clothes. But usually like a nice shirt and a blazer. 
jeans, all good. But um, most magicians, especially at the Magic Castle, it's cocktail attire, suit and tie required. So you wear wear suit and tie and that's it. Do you uh, have a deck of cards on you right now? Usually I have one next to here. I can get one in about three seconds. We got, I got to see a trick. Can you do a trick? Go over here. As you can see, Adam's lost. <laughs> I grabbed this one so fast. I do not even know if it's a full deck of cards. I have no idea. To be honest with you, I've got no flipping clue, but we'll figure it out, won't we? So, um, this is awesome for people name, just listening. <laughs> name a card for me Ace of Spades. Are you sure? It's pretty standard. All right, Four of Clubs. Wow, he said Ace of Spades, and then he goes with Four of Clubs. That's uh, that's a big change. I'm going to actually, um, I'm going to use both the Ace of Spades and the Four of Clubs uh, in in this effect. Would you like which would you like to do first? The Ace of Spades or the Four of Clubs? Four of Clubs. Two. So you'd like to use the Four of Clubs first, okay? So we will we'll take out all of just getting all of the fours real quick. Okay, great, perfect. All of those. We'll get those out here now because I don't have a huge stage. This isn't going to be like the most visual thing ever but let me see okay so this might be weird because of my uh, little kind of blurry background but we have all of the fours inside a normal deck of cards i'm going to take those fours and kind of flip them face down one at a time uh-huh. so you'll see the four of diamonds will flip face down and then whoa hi hello testing then you'll see the four of hearts flip face down the four of spades flip face down and the four of clubs i'm going to get rid of the rest of the cards until my mic falls down hold on right happens limited space uh with the four of clubs everything face you know what we're gonna flip that four of clubs since you named it so great uh, face up that way we'll see all of it watch very carefully i'm just going to spread out the rest of the fours like this keep your eye on the four of clubs there because you go. in a second it's not going to look the same ah! because Wait all of those minute. fours were in fact actually aces the entire time. <laughs> And that's it. Come on. That's how you do. I got it on tape now. I can rewind it. How you do it. It's pretty crazy. Holy shit. It's nuts. That's awesome. Sorry about the blur. I, no, no. It's, it's, I, I'm so magically challenged that I'm just fascinated <laughs> by it. As you can tell, I'm just, uh, uh, you know, uh, all over this because I, I, don't, I don't know anything about magic other than it's awesome when it's done right. It's, Handle it's cards, you can tell fun. you're a professional. Oh, I can't you. even do that. It's, it's pretty fun. Um, it's different, you know. It's definitely different, and there are definitely like levels. You know, a lot of people hire magicians, and I gotta say, what you pay for is what you get, and you don't really notice it until you see somebody of a different level, right? Oh. So, like a lot of people for private parties will be like, "Well, I have a magician that'll do three hours for two hundred dollars," and I'm like, "Okay, well, hire that magician then." <laughs> That's that's amazing. And um, that's great. But when you see that versus somebody who 
um, will charge quadruple that price. You go, oh, I know why. Yeah. Oh, God. Wow. Oh, that's very different. Wow. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very different level. And it's still like, um, you know, equated to like a musician when you out at the devil one more time. Like, uh, oh, I got to yes. do that one. Free bird! <laughs> you know, all that stuff. So, oh, God. so is it is it like, oh, shit, I got to do that one where I change the four clubs into the ace again? Or every time it's fun? Usually when I do something that amazes people, and it's usually teenagers, they go, show that trick to my friend. Hey, show this trick to my friend. Yeah. Hey, show this trick. And all of a sudden you're doing that one trick 90 times. And it's only requested because somebody has seen it before. Right. So I do a trick where I break into people's iPhones and I, I get their, their iPhone passcode. Um, and um, I, once I do it once, you can't do my phone. I bet you can't do my phone. <laughs> Come on, man. Phone. Nine phones later, I'm like, I'm done. I am done. I am done. I can't do this anymore. Oh, no, I got to change my passcode. I've done it nine times. I don't remember yours. Come on. I love it. Like That's 12 times a night. I, um, I remember yours is like six, five, two, one, three, <laughs> seven. Like, I don't know. You should change it because it's dope. <laughs> what, yeah. do you, what do you, uh, uh, when do you know that a trick's ready to go? Like, like, you know, like in comedy, it's like, all right, so I go and work it out at this place and it's funny. So we go, but when mm -hmm. do you know, like, okay, I think I could do this because do it right. Like that one you just did for me. Like if there's yeah. a glitch, then I'm going to mm -hmm. be like, oh dude, that was dumb. Like you, you know. I get it smooth for myself first, right? I practice, I practice in front of a mirror so that I can't tell what's going on so that I'm hiding every nook and cranny, Does right? Then I'll do it for somebody. And uh, if that somebody goes, huh? <laughs> let me see that again. Then you do it for more people. The, the better the reaction you get, the more you go, I've got something here. Like I have a trick where uh, that I'm, I'm avoiding putting in my show. And every time I do it, people literally run. And I'm like, why, why, why? But there comes a point where you have to understand that it's magic for somebody else doesn't matter what you think of it. If somebody else is reacting to it in a very positive, strong way, it's got to go in the show. That trick is now going in the show because I can't avoid that people are losing their minds. Wow. Wow, man. What a and I don't power. think it's great. <laughs> well, oh, there you go. I, that's kind of like when I do a joke, if I bounce it off my wife and she doesn't like it, then I know it's good. If she laughs, then it's probably just an average joke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so true. That's that's awesome, man. You have been a joy. I uh, was so excited to talk to you about this. You know, <laughs> I, the voiceover thing, obviously, I've got a connection there. But the magic is yeah. just everybody wants to be a kid and see magic. It's the greatest thing. ever. It is. It makes you feel like a kid inside. I love it. It's fun. It's fun for everyone. So we got to wrap. Uh, everybody go look at it, the TikToks for Mr. Wiley. What's the uh, what's the uh, hot code again? Your handle. At this is Adam Wiley. Go check All him out. All one word, by the way. All one word. Follow him. All one word. Yeah. Wherever you can and get over to the Magic Castle. It sounds awesome. Come on. And that's in what? Hollyweird? That is. It's it's right behind Hollywood and Highland on Franklin. And uh, it's right there. Man. I'm, and you can just go right to the Orange and Franklin. And go in. And go in. No, you have to have a pass by a member who gives you one, and, and then you have to go in and you have to meet the dress code requirements and all these things. And because it's of like COVID, you have to know 24 hours in advance, and uh, you have to um, 
Yeah, you have to be invited by a member or walk in with a member. And uh, and it's also a, a dinner. So most of the time you also have to make dinner reservations unless you're walking oh. in with a member. So it's a, it's a it's a it's a deal. It's like a country deal. club for magicians. It's exactly what it oh is. Oh my gosh! Now, yeah, touch with it's you. Exclusive. So I want to go. I'm gonna I'm gonna go as your guest. I'm, gonna, <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I didn't know it was that way. Wow, that's a big operation yeah. to be exclusive. Yeah, you, you can't just walk in. You can't just go. What's this place? And walk in. <laughs> they won't let you in. I'll be hey, like, Jody, nah. grab my stuff. Go away, bro. Yeah, I love it. stuff for a burger. <laughs> come in for one second. We just want to see what the, the thing is. He's a mansion. I'm doing it. Doesn't it. look big. They say it's big. It doesn't look. Big. I heard. I heard Adam Wiley's going to be in here. That <laughs> never heard of him before. He's good. He's oh, is he good. that kid from the thing? Oh, is yeah, he? exactly. Oh, he's an adult. He's done things as an adult. Too? He's bigger. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who he is. He's a short guy. Still you can't come guy. in, ma'am, without a member. Sorry. Go. <laughs> That's what we're going to hear. Anyway. Thank you for the time, Adam. I all my Thank listeners time. are going to love this. They're going to go find you. I'm, I'm sure that's why you jumped the hundred thousand. Is uh, my people Absolutely. knew you were coming on. It's, it's all it's all from deal. this second, actually. <laughs> so we thank you, Adam, for coming on, and we will check in with you somewhere down the road. That's it. That's the end. That's a wrap. Read the shtick. That's a wrap for today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe and tell all your friends. If you'd like to reach out, you can use the studio line at 612-504-6500 or by email, the DK Project Podcast at gmail.com. And of course, there's always social media at the DK Project Podcast. Thanks for tuning in.